Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports for a Saturday, November 13th, 2021. Along with the producer and co-host Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts. Until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Text line is open at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message if you would for us. If you've got a question, comment, opinion, etc., etc., we will uh, read it over and uh, perhaps get it on the air for you. So uh, we will do it in that mode. Uh, got a uh, an outstanding lineup for you today. We're going to obviously be talking high school football and uh, in the regional championships last night and uh, who is moving on to semi-state and who, well, is not. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk to Mike McCaffrey in our weekly Cougar chat. Cougars have a... Uh, a football game today at Darcy Stadium at noon. That will finish out the regular season. Uh, it's senior day. They take on number nine, Concordia University out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, number number nine in the country thus far. Uh, we'll also talk to them uh, about uh, what's in the water at the Hutzel Athletic Center with this University of St. Francis Cougars men's basketball team. Oh, my goodness. So, 7-0 so far with a win yesterday over Rochester. So we'll we'll talk to Mike about all of that. Then we're going to be talking with Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comets chat. And I figured we'd talk to him today, Justin, because uh, la- yesterday was Friday and Comets had a game. And guess yes. what they did? They Comets won. got a win. They won. Again, another Friday night win. So uh, the, uh, the, the ever cordial. Mr. Michael Franke will be joining us uh, to talk common hockey. Big one tonight at the Coliseum. It, it's almost like when you you see the, the guy that you don't like in the neighborhood, and then, and then he leaves for a while, and then, oh, wait a minute, there he is again. He's back. It's been a while. It's been a minute since the Comets and the Toledo Walleye have faced off. That's taking place tonight at 7.30 out at the Coliseum. And you know the attitude, uh, the thinking of Toledo and their fans last year is you may have won a championship, but it's only because we didn't play the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and you know as well as I do, there's going to be a ton of Toledo fans in the Coliseum tonight. No doubt. So, and they usually sit by me. Anyway. (laughs) uh, Anyway. But uh, welcome in once again, 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. As always, uh, Talking Sports is sponsored by Automotive Color and Supply. Justin, football, regionals. Yes, there, last There's night. still some hope. We still have we still got a chance. conference representation from the Allen County Athletic Conference and the Northeast Corner Conference. But that's it. That's all. Everything else uh, has been... Uh, uh, taking care of as uh, in the regionals last night at Carroll, it was uh, in 6A. It was Westfield over Carroll, 37 to 14. And, uh, you know, saw some photos on social media 
just before the start of the game, the snow flurries were uh, prevalent. And yeah. uh, what a game. But uh, I, I think Carroll, who were well, winners of 10 straight coming in, as were Westfield. Right. W- were these kind of mirror images uh, as far as the teams are concerned? Very close. You know, it's just it, it brings up a greater question. And this is something we can get, you know, into down the line future shows. But, you know, once again, a 6A Fort Wayne area team goes down hard in the regional round. And through nine seasons now, this is the ninth season of Class 6A, we have not had a single team advance past the regional round. And it's incredible to me. But also, when you look at the other 6A teams around the state, it also makes a lot of sense. And I don't think we can say, well, it's because the 317 is so good, because I feel like if you sent our teams up and played a Merrillville or a Penn or a Valpo or a Crown Point, most years, I don't really like their chances either. So I think it brings up a greater question, and particularly when you look at Carroll and Homestead and how the SAC needs to make things better for those two teams in particular, because playing five out of your nine games against vastly inferior opponents doesn't help those two teams prepare. I really think the SAC needs to find a way to add non-conference games. And until then, you know, teams like Carroll and Homestead are going to run up against the Westfields and the Carmels and the Merrillevilles and really, really struggle. You know, wasn't there talk over this past summer that the Indianapolis area teams we're a bit down this year. If the, if if you were going to sneak up and, and bite a team from the three one seven area code, it was to be this year. Yeah, I but, mean, look at Mount Vernon. They did it last night. They knocked off yes. Roncalli in four A, and Roncalli was the heavy favorite in that class. So, but you know, as we get through these the these uh, scores here, particularly in the upper classes, you'll see a trend in terms of who our teams were losing to, and it all trends to central Indiana. Indeed. Well, uh, in the Carroll game, uh, Jeffrey Becker uh, only needed a, a few yards. I think he needed, what, uh, 11, I think, to okay. become all-time rusher. And, and he did indeed um, do that. So, uh, you know, congratulations uh, on a great career by uh, Jeff Becker. My goodness. It was um, just a, a pleasure watching that young man throw the ball uh, throughout his career. And uh, so there we go. But... The fortunes for the Carroll Chargers are still very bright for Doug Dynan and company. Uh, uh, Dylan Bennett, a junior beast of a linebacker. He absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, if there was a kid, a single kid that you could take off that Carroll team last night and and thrust it into the Westfield lineup and it wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't lose anything and he would look like he he fit, he belonged, is Dylan Bennett. Like physically, he's a specimen and the seasons he's had to back it up as a junior this year was tremendous. And, of course, uh, Becker threw for 266, a couple of touchdowns. And uh, Cooper Rudolph, 96 yards receiving on the night, uh, one of seven receivers to uh, accept a pass from uh, Mr. Becker. Uh, Moving on to Class 5A, it was uh, Zionsville over Bishop Dwenger, ending the Saints season 35-14. to Zionsville stymies the Saints offense and uh, yeah. you know one that had been uh, showing a lot of sparks since uh, since Bodie Dickerson took over behind center and uh, and emerged as, as uh, you know a quarterback on the rise 
Well, I mean, Zionsville was able to bottle up the rushing game, 25 rushing yards on 21 attempts, and Bishop DeWenger is very much a team that is predicated on that running attack. And as as good as Bodie Dickerson has been over the course of the season and has developed, he's not a quarterback that's going to be able to lead his team to a win purely with his arm. And that's not how Bishop DeWenger is built anyway. Mm -hmm. So once Zionsville was able to really take take K.J. Tipman in that running game out of the game, it was very, very difficult for Dwanger. So back-to-back -back losses uh, to Zionsville in the playoffs. But just remember, Bishop Dwanger up a class due to success. They should be playing in 4A. It's not an excuse, but it is a reason. Um, I, I, you know, a success factor, I don't necessarily hate it, but it is a flawed system in that you're, you're kind of punishing a program for past success. So uh, Bishop Dwanger you know, belongs in 4A. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the future's bright once the Saints drop back down because 5A, uh, once you run into Zionsville, is, is very, very difficult. Yeah, success factor has nothing to do with the current existing yeah. roster. And it's almost, I don't know if it's a punishment for that team or a gift for those that were, were yeah. defeated by yeah, them right? in I think the past. I think it's more that. I think it's more a benefit to the, to the class That's that like, doesn't have to deal with them. Yeah, it's like you win too much, get them out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, but, uh, you know, once again, Bishop Dwanger, uh, big wins in the postseason to get him there. In Class 3A, it was uh, Indianapolis Brubuff Jesuit, 38-10 to 10 over Norwell. Um, what can you say? Brubuff, uh, heck of a team this year. Yeah, I mean, seeing them take the field, that's where I was last night. I mean, putting 80 deep on the sidelines and, you, you could see uh, it, it was, you know, being commented by the crowd and even some players like, man, they're massive over there. And it was almost like, you know, already a score for Brebuff in, in terms of mentally because Norwell is completely affected by that and Brebuff just instilled its will. I mean, it's a it's a very, very good football team and uh, got a little chippy at times. Brebuff with some penalties, Norwell with some penalties. Um, you know, for a while there, I thought the officials really needed to start calling it closer because it had you know, the danger of really getting out of hand. Uh, but in the end, uh, Norwell runs up against a, a Brebuff team that's just uh, ultra-powerful. Again, only two losses were to Ron Colley and Cathedral this year. I feel Norwell's a year away. They got a lot of juniors, yeah. a lot of sophomores on that team. Um, I think they're going to be better next year. Could be the NE8 preseason favorites, in all honesty. And uh, maybe they'll see each other again next year. And, of course, the Norwell defense had been staunch, had not given up. Uh, well, they gave up the 41 to Leo in, what, week two? Yeah. Or week, yeah, early in the season. Early in the season, yeah. But nothing like a 38-point output by an opponent uh, since then. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, with, with Brubuff, that's just kind of the, the proof's uh, right there. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you're beat off the line physically there's just nothing you can do i mean you can stunt and and game plan to try to get quicker and 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 get guys in space and i think norwell did a good job josh ringer off the edge made some bigger big plays uh in the backfield but you know when you when you can't win at the point of attack it's just it takes you out of the game it's demoralizing it, it sets up so many different things for the opponent and and you, you can't defend it. I, either you're able to compete physically up front or you're not. And Norwell couldn't last night. In Class 2A, it was the Eastside Blazers advancing to semi-state, beating Eastbrook 21-14. to And everyone at this point is game planning to stop Laban Davis. Eastbrook couldn't do it. 
Uh, Davis ran for 213 yards, and his rushes accounted for all three East Side touchdowns. Um, he had runs of, uh, you know, 8, 30, and 51 yards, um, as uh, as chronicled by OutsideTheHuddle.net. But, um, you know, there we go. Uh, they'll, they'll host Andrean next week, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, we have some listeners that are staunch. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't Andrean got a text yet. 59ers fans. So uh, that should be a dandy and a, and a home game for Eastside. Yeah, how about that? So Laban Davis scores all three touchdowns for Eastside. He, the kid's the MVP of the area. The kid's the player of the year in the area. There is no intelligent argument for anyone else in the Fort Wayne area than Laban Davis this no, year, period. No doubt about it. And in Class 1A, Adams Central and South Adams went at it. Uh, phase 2, uh, everybody said that uh, this round would be much, much closer than uh, the first time they met in an ACAC contest when South Adams had a bunch of players out with injury and illness, and uh, eh, pretty much not so much. Adams Central, 41 to nothing over the Starfires. Uh, same 41-point margin of victory as the first time around, and South Adams couldn't even get on the scoreboard this time. So dominant performance by AC. They'll hit the road next week, head to North Judson for a berth in the state title game. What do you know about North Judson? Uh, I, I haven't looked too much in there, but when you look, you know, at least at their season and judging a team by its record is dangerous, but I'm looking at a North Judson team that has trouble matching up with Adams Central. Yeah, well, in, in North Judson, as a 1A team, 9-3, and three, their three losses, I, I didn't, like I said, I'm just seeing the, their record, uh, not seeing any uh, summary but once again, you've got an Adam Central team that was only beaten by another team that's up a class and going to semi-state. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, And that was a close one. Yeah, so, it was two-point game. So yeah. I really like uh, Adam Central's chances in this one. Uh, you know, North Judson played some some opponents up. I think they played Tippecanoe Valley, which is undefeated. I think they're um, that was a non-conference game. I think Culver is in there, too, that they lost to. So... Uh, it, it's it's a tested North Judson team, but in terms of body of work, I feel like it's the Flying Jets. Four six eight six two Automotive Color and Supply text line. We we talked about what's it going to take, and and I'm sure that we could do an entire <laughs> show could. on this uh, football alone, but then uh, all sports uh, for that matter. But we had a text that came in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line it says TS should the SAC split into two divisions play maybe six games in conference and maybe three out of conference, uh, would that really make big schools more competitive or just result in them losing more games? There would also uh, be economic consequences as well. Yeah, but, you know, I, I feel like the economic thing is a, is a crutch. I mean, you get on the bus and go places for tennis and golf and basketball, just feel like that's, that's a crutch for me. Um, I don't know if it'll help, to be honest, but it doesn't hurt. Uh, it doesn't hurt Carroll to go play uh, a Carmel and a Penn instead of Southside and Northside. It's just, it, it's going to benefit them better. It's going to help a Homestead if they go and play a Warren Central and a Merrillville instead of Northrop and Concordia. I mean, it just is. I mean, some years, yes, those teams are going to have decent teams, but by and large, those are not helping those teams prepare for 6A. It's just not doing it. And you look elsewhere in 6A, and these teams are playing everybody. They're going all over the state and playing uh, when they have to. And meanwhile, the SAC is just stuck in their ho-hum nine conference games. We're playing the same teams every year, 
And, you know, they add an excitement thing for the next couple of years where they're going to mix the schedule up every two years. But it's so stuck in the past. And unfortunately, to change anything, you need unanimous approval with all 10 programs. And quite frankly, I don't know if you're going to be able to get that anytime soon. But it's it's damaging to the upper echelon teams in the SAC that they're stuck playing the lower tier teams in the SAC. Because quite frankly, there's a significant gap between, in all honesty, the top five teams in the SAC and the bottom five. I mean, by, I mean, you know, occasionally you'll have a team jump up into that conversation, but in terms of consistent success, it's just not there. But Justin, wait a minute. What about the David versus Goliath thing <laughs> that we all love so well? You can see it from from Milan, and you know they even yeah. made a movie. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's also you know not the 1950s and 60s. Anymore. There you go. You know what I mean? I mean, you can live in the past. I feel the SAC is living in the past by not adjusting to what football is in 2021 in this state. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Four, I mean, six, you know, eight, six, two. You look at the Northeast eight, and their first two weeks of the schedule are non-conference weeks. Correct. And uh, and don't give me scheduling. You, you know, you have a couple years to prepare ahead to clear those one and two. I know you have contracts, but it, you got to look ahead a little bit and do some work and go out and find some opponents. It's really not that hard. At the very least, you can add two non-conference weeks and split well, it up into divisions. Same thing with the ACAC, and, and you've got an Adam Central who goes out and, and schedules an elite program. Eastside. Or, you know, a, a program like Eastside right now. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, you know, it's not like you just go out there and in a couple of weeks before say, hey, let's play. Right. These are scheduled many years ahead of time. Uh, I don't know if they knew about Laban Davis when, uh, when, when, <laughs> when they, they scheduled, scheduled this game, however, yeah. but, uh, you know, Adam Central played up in their non-conference, and uh, and that was their only blemish. But my gosh, what a great game! And and once again, uh, you know both of these teams. But yeah, you know, and, yeah. and we talk about you know being able to match up with the Indianapolis area teams, the three one seven, the Marion County teams. Is it because that area is exploding population wise? Does that make it so that that the schools are, are you know enrolling? know several thousand kids i mean some of the bigger right. schools from what i understand are five six thousand students yeah but you know for for teams in this 260 to compete i think you know individually you're doing what what you're supposed to be doing there right. is seven on seven available to individual players to get better at the game of football out of season and we've talked about coaches in the past about you know how uh, how great they are. I mean, look how many players we send to the NFL. Right, yeah. yeah so something's going on in a positive direction. But, yeah. you know, how can we how can we compete with Marion County? Well, and it's not just Marion, Marion County because you look up in, in Northwest in the region and they have some very powerful teams talking about Merrillville and 6A. And you look at these 6A teams and they're playing in leagues that have like-sized teams. Uh, Merrillville, Valpo, Crown Point, they all play in the dune land. You're playing 5A, 6A opponents every week. You look at the MIC, and the, the MIC is doing the same thing, and you look at the Hoosier Crossroads. You talk about Zionsville. That team had four regular season wins, but it lost to Hamilton Southeastern and Brownsburg and Westfield and Franklin Central. It's playing 5A, 6A opponents every single week. And then you look at the SAC, and Carroll and, and Homestead only have each other in terms of 6A foes. Yeah. 
uh, you're playing 5As, but it's a weak Northrop 5A. It's a weak Northside 5A. DeWenger is a 4A. They should be in 4A. Snyder is, yes, a reputable 5A. But other than that, who's preparing the Carroll Chargers and the Homestead Spartans for what they're going to see in the regional round? Not many teams, and they don't have the opportunity to play out of conference. So uh, it's it's a crutch. It's a bugaboo. The coaches aren't going to point to it as a reason, but I'm telling you right now, it is a reason why in nine seasons in Class 6A, the North, the you know Fort Wayne area has zero wins past the sectional round in that class. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line. We're going to step out, take a timeout. Uh, a couple things before we do. Uh, Fighting Irish preview. Don't forget, right after talking sports this morning, the judge Phil Houck and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester, will give you everything you need to know about tonight's game uh, with Virginia. A road game at Virginia in primetime. Yeah, and, and from what I hear, Virginia's defense, not so hot. So Yeah, we'll they see. give up a lot of yards, particularly on the ground. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll be... We'll be Tuning in for the judge and, and Tim Priester. And uh, so, hey, there you go. Tell you what, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some Cougars with Mike McCaffrey when we return. You're listening to Talk and Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Every season starts with a dream. It's about sprints in the summer, weights in the winter, and long nights in the film room. Every ache, every sacrifice, every bump in the road has been leading to this. The Boilermakers are on the road to Columbus to take on Ohio State. It's time to boiler up and hammer down here on the Boilermakers Sports Network from Learfield on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Going through the home by process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations. So it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation. Without the short 
shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. Their family serving your family now for 40 years. America respects our first responders and veterans, the brave whose business is taking action when calamity strikes. It's dangerous work, often surrounded by sirens, shouting, even gunfire, so hearing loss is probable. First responders can turn to Relay Indiana. If you have trouble hearing on the telephone, visit RelayIndiana.com for voice recognition technology phones that allow the hearing impaired to have normal phone conversations. And there's loaned equipment for those who qualify. Get clarity back on the phone. Visit RelayIndiana.com. With the colder temperatures, Masters Heating and Cooling is heating things up with this hot fall special. Save $500 now on a complete carrier system installed. Turn to the experts and save $500 for a limited time on a complete heating and air conditioning system for Masters Heating and Cooling. Plus 0% financing for 72 months for qualified buyers. Masters Heating and Cooling. Online at mastersheatcool.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Coming back to a little Ram Jam Black Betty. Very nice, very nice. Because I'm sure that our guest on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is bobbing his head, Will Ferrell style. Yeah, <laughs> listening to that music because that probably resonates with him right in his wheelhouse of when he was the coolest guy on campus. Yeah. Okay. Hey, back. We are. Oh, we're on the air. Okay. <laughs> Surprised we're still on the air. Anyway, welcome back to Talking Sports, and we are going to talk some University of St. Francis Cougar Athletics with University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, we turn the music down so we can focus now. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I appreciate it. Was that Pearl Jam? I'm trying to think. Was that, you know, I'm, I'm a young buck. So that I'm was to think, Ram was that? Jam. That was Black <laughs> Betty, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that that could have been again into the kind of the classic rock for you by that yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm a Gen Xer. Remember, I got, I'm in that grunge kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, the Cobain phase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Appreciate the welcome, though. It's a good one to come into. At least the fans know that know what's coming. There we go. Yes. My goodness. Well, let's talk some Cougar athletics, and, and let's start out by talking with. Then uh, about the number two team in all of NAIA, the University of St. Francis Cougars basketball team, now 7-0 and on the season after a, uh, a win over Rochester College by a score of 69-59. Jason Mull, 25 points. David Aja, 13 points, 12 boards, double-double for him. Antoine Cushingberry, uh, basically three of the names that, that we mention often when we talk about men's hoops. And, and have been for uh, for some time. Yeah, and then you throw in a freshman, Zane Burke, who jumped in with 12 rebounds last night and just was uh, tenacious all over the floor. And, uh, 
Yeah, I got a big win last night and seven and zero. So we're doing what we have to do to kind of protect our ranking. And, and on the road is obviously never an easy place to go. And we're playing in a little tournament over at Rio Grande, the Bevo Francis tournament. So today uh, we get the championship game um, and we get our final four rematch against uh, Shawnee State. So I'm sure our guys will be jacked up today and ready to go give them our best and you know they're big and athletic just like they were when we played them at kansas city last year but uh obviously great for the nai fans to have this early in the season have a number one versus number two showdown hopefully we can uh give a good showing and, and show that we deserve to be right up there with them but uh yeah it's been fun i mean david asia uh you know goes off earlier in the week for 44 points and so it's just each game it feels like somebody whether it's kush whether it's david or whether it's Jalen. Uh, somebody stepping up and leading this team. And then we've got such good complimentary pieces with Danny McKeeman and freshman Tyson Elwer underneath. And as I said, Zane Burke has just been playing, playing his heart out. Uh, so it's good to see. And uh, we're going to keep building. And then hopefully today is another step. Yeah. And it, it's so important when you have a, a trio of players that a, a, an opponent can't game plan for and, and, you know, design a defense to, to, you know, shut them down because you've got other, you know, the other two uh, on the court. And as you said, the complimentary uh, players, not to uh, to uh, minimize that at all, because there, you know, there's ball distribution. There's uh, they're just running sets and things like that. They're so important to get these guys open and available for uh, high percentage shots. But but uh, yeah, it's seven and zero game today, and then. A week from today starts Crossroads League uh, play, correct? Yeah, we'll host uh, Goshen in our first uh, doubleheader of the season. Uh, so we'll get the, get the Crossroads League underway. And obviously we play a lot of non-conference games, uh, a dozen or so throughout the year, and have a, a bunch of those already under our belt now. Uh, but as you know, you get into the Crossroads League, and any given Wednesday or any given Saturday, anybody can win in this league. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Marion's playing well. Indiana Wesleyan's playing well. Uh, Mount Vernon's going to be good, uh, so it's 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 still the Crossroads League, and even though we're number two, we've got to we've got to take care of business within the Crossroads and and see where we fall at the end. Yes, the Crossroads League is a battle every single night, and of course the uh, women's team, the Lady Cougars, uh, winners uh, yesterday, I believe they played today as well, and uh, I think down in Huntington at a tournament. And, um, you know, but the, once again, as we've been saying, this is a very young team. If we get one today, we've, we've dropped a couple, but we've, we've lost to really good teams. I mean, Indiana Tech and St. Francis, Illinois, and uh, these teams that we've, we're playing early on, we're getting battle-tested. Um, and, again, when we get into the Crossroads League, that'll be when we try to be playing at our best. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we are young, but you've got, you've got some talent. Uh, so we just hope that it develops and they continue to grow as the season goes on and put us in a position later on to be playing for something. Uh, so I know I know Coach Ridge is, is getting the most out of out of our team, no matter who's on the floor. So it's uh, it's going to be exciting for sure. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Put TS in front of your message. We we're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat, and uh, we've been talking uh, this name for quite some time. And another honor comes her way, Alex Ebatino. Yeah, what a, what a what a phenomenal uh, local story, uh, whatever you want to call it. The superlatives we're, we're running out of. Um, but she went last Saturday, and as we were sitting here getting ready for our football game, she was down in Huntington and ran her way to a, to a championship, won the Crossroads League uh, cross-country championship. So 
she's she's phenomenal. Uh, we probably would have had a better team score if our second best runner didn't fall uh, with about 300 yards left. Uh, the course was kind of hilly and a little slick. And Haley O'Neill, who's usually our number two, she slipped and fell and lost about 23 spots uh, during the race. So we finished fifth, um, but we got the call on Tuesday, and they're getting ready today to drive up to Chicago and then fly out to uh, Vancouver, Washington to compete in the NAIA National. So uh, team stayed ranked high enough, and when the at-largers came out, we were, we were in. So she's going to take her team. and. Uh, Coach Allison and Coach Corey Birchmeyer, who runs across countryside, they're they're heading out there, and hopefully we can have a good showing. And uh, we've beaten some really good teams this year, so we're we're definitely in the thick of it. If we didn't get our team in, we would have been pretty disappointed. So it's nice to see them get rewarded. And obviously Alex leads the show, but she's got a she's got four others that got to pick it up with her as they get out there. Outstanding performances, and now of course uh, today is Senior Day out at Bishop John M. Darcy Stadium as the Cougars football team is going to be taking on the Concordia University Cardinals, ranked number nine in the latest NAIA poll. And uh, this one's going to uh, finish out the season in kind of a kind of a sad, uh, sad way to, to, to go out, uh, you know, with regular season uh, ending. And uh, typically it, it's a playoff-bound team, but this just not to be this season. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It's, uh, you know, we've got some seniors who have been here for some of them five years. Um, and you're right. Usually the last game of the season, we're watching scoreboards and we're looking for positioning and seeing where we're going in the playoffs. And, and obviously that's out of the <clears throat> out of the picture for us today. But what we can do is play spoiler to the one of the better teams in the country. Um, we know Concordia well. They know us. Uh, it's been a close game for the last several years. Uh, usually comes down to a field goal or a blocked field goal or a missed field goal. Uh, the last couple of years, at least, it has. So, uh, yeah, our, I know our boys are probably going to have a little extra in them to try to go out with the seniors. And <clears throat> for our, our wonderful PA announcer, I already have a few adjustments, so I'll text you those uh, so you can get ready when you get up to the press box. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the the rain seems to be stopping, the snow. It's, there's nothing coming down here at the stadium. It's a little chilly, but it's November football, and uh, you can't get a much better day than this uh, for the second weekend in November. That's right. You know, you mentioned the seniors. Uh, talk about an odyssey of, of a journey they've been through in their four, perhaps five years in the program. And, uh, you know, with with COVID and the, the abbreviated schedule that took place in the spring of this year and, and you know, having teammates uh, that you think you're going to be going to battle with and then decide, well, I'm going to go into, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to follow my degree and I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and go out into the world of business. Uh, just so many things that, that you wouldn't have expected when when they signed their their uh, letters of intent, let's say, you know, back uh, coming out of high school. Yeah, I mean, if you go back, so take, you know, four year, five years prior to this, you're in 2017. So if you signed as a freshman and you came here in 2017, you saw us win our second of two back-to-back national championships. Um, and if you came in in 2018, you were coming in off the heels of two back-to-back national championships. So now you persevere through your four years your five years uh, whatever they've been here for you go through a covid season which included four games in the spring uh came down we almost made the playoffs we we're one game out if we had beaten marion at the end would have made the playoffs in the spring um and then come in this year and, and just injuries have just killed us from day one so you, you, you feel for the kids that they're not going to be out there with the best team that they could today mm-hmm. um, but at the same time they've shown no quit i mean you watch any game that we've played 
uh, here at home, especially Indiana Wesleyan, Lawrence Tech, some of these close ones that we've lost. Uh, the, the boys have come out, and then there's no quitting what we do. Uh, they're going to continue to battle, and like I said, today they might have a little extra motivation knowing they can spoil uh, Concordia's shot at the playoffs. So uh, can't be more proud of how our kids got through. Um, it's, as you said, the, the ups and downs of COVID and playing a game, not playing a game, getting a forfeit on a Wednesday before a Saturday game. Uh, but they've stuck with us. They've stayed here. They've gotten to this point. Uh, now they'll get their last game and they'll get their degree and they'll they'll go on to great things. And uh, so proud of them um, and, and thankful that they were Cougars. Well, and, and from the depth of this roster, uh, the future looks bright because I, yeah. I, I know personally some, some very – talented football players that are just waiting their turn. Yep, no doubt. You see them. They're on the sidelines. They're waiting. Uh, and some of them got some action this year before they probably wanted to. But uh, we'll, we'll build and, and we'll continue to develop these guys. And we'll be back uh, next year. And we'll have to surprise some people next year. You know, we won't start in that top 15 like we're used to. But we'll be able to climb it pretty quick because of the conference we play in. There we go. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us as always. And, uh... We'll, uh, we'll see you shortly with those edits. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. And uh, got a text that came in uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, it says, go 59ers. Oh, we knew it was coming, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, so uh, then uh, there was another little little added thing on there about who somebody was playing this week. Oh, you know, anyway, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the Andrean 59ers uh, fan base uh, in northeast Indiana has uh, checked in. And uh, love you too, Weege. Yeah, uh, holy cow. Well, tell you what, let's go ahead, step out, take a break. And then when we come back, let's talk some common hockey because this team, well, let, let's call them butter. Because you know why? Because they're on a roll. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Attention highly skilled tradesmen. Local 166, the Plumbers and Steam Fitters Union is now hiring. If you have plumbing, pipe fitting, HVAC, or welding experience, or are interested in getting into an apprenticeship for this industry, the union is looking to hire you. They've been around for 122 years and are the standard for the industry. Start immediately and receive great pay, paid health care that is not taken out of your wages, amazing retirement benefits, and even a family medical center on site, free to all members and their families. This is a chance to advance your career to its fullest potential. If you are interested, contact a construction recruiter today at 260-417-8356. The number again is 417-8356 or text 166 to 46862. 
too. If you have plumbing, pipe fitting, HVAC, or welding experience, make the call today to the construction recruiter and change your life at 417-8356. Call now. Equal opportunity employer. Sandra, tell me your favorite thing about Indiana high school sports. Well, Chris, as a fellow IHSA assistant commissioner, I don't know if I can choose just one. Tell me, what's yours? It's the little victories, the day-to-day -day achievements of student-athletes, the real character-building stuff. Absolutely. One of mine as well. All the hard work off the court, the field, the mat, the deck, those defining moments during practices that the crowd never sees. Exactly. And we don't celebrate those victories enough. We don't. And there's an even bigger victory we need to celebrate. That's right. We welcome fans back to high school sporting events across Indiana. So, buy a ticket to your high school's next athletic event. The schools and student-athletes deserve your support. They need you in the stands now more than ever. This is your team. This is your community. This is your IHSAA. This season, it's Pigskin Picks. Log on to 1380thefan.com and pick every NFL game every week and play in the 1380thefan exclusive contest for weekly prizes. Win the most weeks and you score tickets to the 2022 Colts home opener at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. It's Pigskin Picks. Log on to 1380thefan.com and pick every NFL game all season long from 1380thefan and 100.9 FM. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Little ACDC back in black. Like it, like it. You are on point on your rejoin music this morning, Mr. Kenny. Two for two thus far. There you go. Now, who's doing the vocals here? Is this Johnson from Sarasota, Florida, or living in Sarasota? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not, not to be mean or nasty, but if you heard, he, he's, he's still vocalizing. I know. And... I don't know if he sounds the same, but... I, I was trying to find the words. <laughs> yeah. But, but you can tell it's him. <laughs> For sure. Yes, indeed. Well, welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Oh, well, if you're just tuning in, you missed our high school football chat talking about the games from last evening. The regional championships uh, on to semi-state go the Adams Central Flying Jets in Class 1A and the Eastside Blazers in Class 2A. Uh, Eastside takes on the Andrean 59ers and uh, Adams Central heads to North Judson for, uh, well, the chance to go to the state championships at Lucas Oil Stadium Thanksgiving weekend. You know, we talk often about Blake Sebring's book, uh, Fort Wayne Sports History, in uh, the, the chronological order and, and kind of an on-this-date uh, chronicle of, of Fort Wayne sports. Uh, on this date in 1986, the Indiana basketball team scrimmaged at Memorial Coliseum. Scrimmaged. Scrimmaged. Sell-out crowd. Scrimmaged. Just, just practiced. And we're talking about practice. 9,800 fans 
many of them, I'm sure, wearing cream and crimson, showed up to watch Bob Knight run a scrimmage for his IU Hoosiers. Um, of, of course, now, uh, in this game, you know, here, here's some of the names uh, that you recall. From 1986, uh, Steve Alford, Rick Calloway, Keith Smart, Daryl Thomas, Dean Garrett, uh, among others. And um, this this mentions a, a big uh, uh, about Steve Warden asking uh, Coach Knight some questions. And, and, of course, Steve had a long history uh, covering IU basketball and covering Bob Knight over the years. And uh, if you ever get to talk to Steve, and maybe we'll get him on again just to sit and chat some, uh, some Saturday morning, has some amazing stories. Uh, very entertaining stories that uh, that if if you were uh, any kind of IU basketball fan, of course, also Purdue with Gene Cady, uh, the the way Steve can can tell the story about that uh, is is incredible. But uh, you know, anyway, uh, that's what uh, occurred on this date uh, back in 1986. Also in 1998, Brandon Robinson's heritage career ends with 7,303 yards rushing. And uh, also in 2003, IPFW's men's basketball team lost an exhibition to the Harlem Globetrotters, 89 to 57. So they can they could actually play real basketball. Well, not... <laughs> Came out Conventional. <laughs> uh, you know, with traveling and fouls and things like that, and no confetti and no buckets uh, on the on the court whatsoever. I mean, what's other basketball than the ones without they made? confetti and buckets, though? I know. Really? Yeah, true. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862. Put TS in front of your message. We are going to go to the Automotive Color and Supply phone line powered by Fire and Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union and talk with Mr. Michael Franke, President of the Fort Wayne Comets in our weekly comment chat. Michael, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Uh, it might help to have my volume up on my phone. I, I do that a lot, too. I think it's, I think it's our age. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't like that box just making noise at me a lot of times. But, hey, it's Saturday morning after a Friday night game, so that means congratulations are in order. Thomas did it again. You know, it used to not be this way. No, <laughs> I, I kind of like it, though. Yep, 2-1 to one, uh, Cincinnati uh, last night. Uh, got some really good goaltending. Uh, you know, we're short. Right now, we're we're short guys, and uh, so it was a real what I'd call gutsy effort by our team. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's early in the season, and and we talked about this early, you know, a few weeks ago. Nobody really knows what they have right now. You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to figure it out. But I think one thing that you've come to the conclusion is that everybody's pretty even. Um, Everybody has the same problems in the off season, trying to sign guys, and uh, you know, uh, there's just not the the pool of talent wasn't there, and uh, due to the pandemic and so many guys retiring and going to Europe. But uh, I just think if you look around, a lot of two to ones, three to twos, four to threes, five to fours, uh, a lot of close games. You know when when you and you talk about you know off season in recruiting players and such, has it become so much more of a business 
and a business decision for these players at this point in time that, you know, they aren't looking at the the legacy programs or anything like that or or the fact that they're going to be playing in front of eight, nine, ten thousand fans a game as opposed to maybe two or three thousand elsewhere. Is it is it all about the the money at this point? It's the money is not that big, no matter where you play. Mm-hmm. I think the opportunity is the big thing, and and a player playing in front of seven thousand versus two thousand. I don't think most players care. Really, mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think they care one way or the other if it's two thousand or seven thousand. Um, I think if they could experience seven or eight thousand in Toledo or Fort Wayne or wherever. I think they would like it, uh, but if they have never experienced it, I don't think it matters. I really don't. I don't think Fort Wayne being around for 70 years or any team being around for a long period of time or having a history, I don't think it means much to guys today uh, like it may have 15, 20 years ago. And, and of course, I mean, as far as rivalries over the years you know tonight is the toledo walleye come to town and and they travel well with their fan base too and it's it's maybe the the it's more for the the fans and and the the front office you know you know from from all of your years you and, and david and scott and everybody involved know what it's like you know when when the comets in toledo go at it but the players not so much pretty much just another game for them but it is you know. it's a divisional game which you would hope that uh they would see an importance in that which i think they do but yeah i mean all of those things the rivalries the attendance figures the history of your team those are things that mean a lot to the owners and the fans but you're right i don't think it means as much to the players as uh as maybe it should uh you know and again i'm i'm not trying to condemn any player in this league or anything like that it's a different generation of young people that are coming through today and uh, you know we could sit and talk for hours on that uh but it's you know it's just a it's a different group of people now uh Thought processes are different. Uh, different um, it, things of value, things of importance are different. Um, you know, it's a very, very uh, immediate society that we have now. I mean, if you can't think of something, what do you do? You turn your phone on, you punch something in on Google, and you try to figure it out. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you want to eat dinner, you don't want to go out. You know, you contact Grubhub or one of those, and half hour, 45 minutes later, the food's on your front porch, you know. A lot of people don't go to the grocery store anymore. They have people deliver it to their house. Uh, you know, it's just a different world we live in now, mm-hmm. and I think uh, these young kids uh, are growing up differently. And uh, But the one thing that's that has never changed is I think these young kids love playing hockey. No doubt about it. Yes, and, and you can tell, and and the, the pride they take 
in in uh, you know a good performance. And uh, of course, you know when when you're in this league and and you're young, uh, everybody's watching. And uh, in you know your opportunity to go up, you know and. and Talk about a, a former goaltender that got his shot in the NHL and made the most of it. I mean, uh, we had that happen just the other night. Yeah, Zach Fucali goes uh, up to Washington. He plays uh, well, Wednesday night uh, in Detroit, shuts out the Red Wings in his uh, debut. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't think when, when he left here, I didn't think that he would be an NHL type of goalie. And uh, obviously uh, he honed in on his skills over the last two or three years, kept fighting it, kept playing it, uh, kept working hard, and he made it. And, uh, you know, for how long, who knows. But, you know, what a great story. And, uh, again, I think a lot of this is happening because there's a shortage of players right now. And some guys are getting an opportunity. I mean, back in the 60s, uh, if there had been more than six teams in the NHL, uh, guys like Thornton and Waslowski, uh, Adamson, they would have all played at the highest level. But there weren't enough jobs available. Today, there are a ton of jobs available and not enough players. Mm. Yes, it's incredible. And uh... You know, well, and you hear about, I think Lenny Thornson used to be able to, he used to go to Montreal Canadiens uh, training camp uh, and, and go into camp knowing that he, you know, 99% chance he wasn't making the team. He was going to come back to Fort Wayne, but but he, he wanted that opportunity and, and did that. But now in today's uh, day and age, you know, you, know, you just, you go and, uh, and, and see, and, and Lenny Thornson would have been in, in, if in today's market, would have been an outstanding NHL veteran. You know, well, my oh, goodness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Irons uh, probably would have been a regular, at least backup in the NHL. Uh, now, he came along when there were 12 teams. Mm -hmm. You know, he got a little cup of coffee there. Yeah, with the Blues, right? In age of 28, 30 teams, he would have made it. And uh, But you know what? It's uh, <laughs> You're born at the wrong time, basically. So, uh you know, that's just the way it is. But it's funny you talk about Thornton and, and Montreal. I was thumbing through the 70th book the other night, and there's a great photo in there of uh, Boom Boom Jeffreyon, John Beliveau, Len Thornton, and Eddie Long, <laughs> and, uh, and Chuck Adamson. And they're standing out on Coliseum Ice, the Canadian players in their Canadian beautiful red white and blue jerseys and uh, it was a great photo and there was great respect from guys like Beliveau and uh and and Jeffrey on and and Henry Richard for those guys because they knew they were good players uh but unfortunately there was just no room oh yeah well and, and you mentioned Chuck Adamson as well Back during the original six days I believe if I'm not mistaken those teams carried one goaltender that was it. Yeah. So you could be that the seventh it. best. Trainer was the backup. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could be the seventh best goaltender in the world, and you're playing minor league hockey. Yeah. No, that's right. Uh, George Drysdale always used to tell me and, and Eddie that uh, you know they'd go on the road with 13 guys. Mm. They'd mm. take 13 guys on the road. The Comets would, and 
you know, they'd have, uh, what, maybe uh, eight forwards, four defensemen, and a goalie. So, you know, the defensemen were playing every other shift. Mm-hmm. And the forwards, there was one guy that had to to jump on another line every fourth shift. <laughs> that's, shift. that's incredible. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was a, just a different time. And uh, uh, I think the guys, uh, I, I, I think it's good. You saw that last night. You know, we got a bunch of guys on the team that are new, but they got a chance to play. And all of a sudden they're playing, uh, you know, 12, 14, 16, 18 minutes a game. And you find out more about them when they're playing that much in one game. Oh, no doubt about it, I'm sure, yeah. And uh, in, in see how they react in, uh, in, in certain situations as well. So now tonight, Toledo Walleye come to town, first time in a long time. Uh, they didn't uh, participate last year uh, in, the, uh, in the abbreviated season there. So um, big one tonight for us fans in, in front office and uh, 7.30 face-off uh what kind of tickets available got tickets available uh we're expecting probably 72 to 7400 tonight so there's uh there's still good seats available right now and then next weekend we play at home friday saturday and sunday uh it's gonna be a gonna be a wild weekend uh we got a kid seat free night on friday saturday is pet detective night we're gonna be wearing some wild-looking jerseys. <laughs> and then the week from Sunday, um, the Iowa Heartlanders come in town for the first time, the, uh, uh, the expansion team in their inaugural season in the ECHL. So that ought to be interesting. And uh, then, of course, the Bob Chase Memorial game right around the corner on Thanksgiving night. Uh, we'll be wearing special uh, Bob Chase uh, jerseys that night. And uh, – these jerseys, folks, are really cool. If you follow the comments back in the 80s, uh, there were some neat jerseys that the Comets wore at that time in the early 80s, and uh, this is a, a replication of uh, a few of those years when Bob Britt owned the team. So it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see the Bob Chase Knight jerseys. And also, yeah, the Pet Detective now, my wife, Diane, is a, a big fan of that movie. And uh, when she saw your social media post showing that jersey, she, she just went absolutely crazy on it. She she loved it. So it uh, should be a, a lot of fun. A little non-traditional. Yes, yes. <laughs> that indeed. But uh, still, a lot of fun, and, and hopefully that'll, uh, that'll fetch a lot of auction money as well. Absolutely, uh, and we're hoping to raise a lot of money for Penny Pitch on uh, – on the Bob Chase Memorial Night, that's kind of going to be the kickoff for Penny Pitch this year uh, and Gigi's house. So uh, we're uh, we're hoping to uh, you know get the cash register rolling for Penny Pitch on Thanksgiving night. Well, Michael, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you tonight. All right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, that was Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Commons, in our weekly comment chat, and that's going to do it for talking. But this hour went quickly. My goodness. 
You know, thank you so much to, to Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis, for joining us in our Cougar chat. Same thing in our comment chat with Michael Franke. Thanks to Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, uh, co-host extraordinaire, keeping it all smooth and offering all that insight into high school sports. I'll tell you what, we, we probably need to do a show soon about how Justin would fix high school sports in Indiana. Yeah, perfect fix. I have all the answers, folks. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I, I, I'd tune in. That's for sure. Well, that's going to do it for talking sports. So, uh, everybody, until next week. Have a great week, everybody. at Banana Republic Factory. 50 to 70% off everything, including fall favorites. Cozy up with soft layers, wear everywhere, outerwear, and more from $14.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Want to learn a new language so it will actually stick? Try Babbel. Practice real-life conversations in the Babbel app. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Get personalized help. Podcasts by Federated Media.